0: Why shouldn't art be pretty, Renoir once said. There are enough unpleasant things in the world. He was defending what contemporary art critic Robert Rosenblum had neatly described as the high sugar content of his images. The two paintings here are good examples of this sugar fest, glittering testimonies to the Belle Époque. They are both sensuous, light-speckled images featuring beautiful women their skin all peachy and their surrounds all strewn about with flowers. Yet at the time they were created, many saw nothing beautiful at all in Renoir's paintings. The influential art critic of the Figaro, Albert Wolff, described in 1875 nude as a heap of decomposing flesh because of the bluish shadows that dappled the figure. Similarly, The father of a young girl whose portrait Renoir had painted said that the unconventional colouring and disturbing painting style simply frightens people away. Renoir came from a very humble working-class background, far more modest than most of his Impressionist colleagues. The sixth of seven children, he was apprenticed to a porcelain workshop when he was just 13, but nevertheless he maintained a desire to be an artist. Right from the beginning, Renoir was a key member of the Impressionists. However, his allegiance to the Impressionist movement waned at times. Sometimes, Renoir was careful to distance himself from the avant-garde ethos of the group, and this was perhaps partly motivated by the fact that, financially, Renoir just could not afford to be an enfant terrible, Without the independent income that many of his other artistic colleagues enjoyed, Renoir had to rely on sales to support himself. With Impressionist art books ubiquitous on lounge-room coffee tables and in dentists' waiting rooms, it is hard to imagine that their work was once profoundly shocking. However, the Impressionist movement is one of the early instances of the formation of an artistic avant-garde. From the mid-1700s to the late 1800s, the Paris Salon dominated the public exhibition of art. Held annually, the Paris Salon was the largest art event in the Western world. It was presided over by the Académie des Beaux-Arts, who upheld the traditions of art, and who, through a juried selection process, decided what should, and should definitely not, be exhibited. The conservatism and self-importance of the Paris Salon incensed artists. For instance, Delacroix grumbled... The Salon is, as it has been every year, a hodgepodge of detestable paintings amidst which a few have merit. You'll very quickly be disgusted with it. I have had to endure a number of tribulations at the hands of those very asinine gentlemen, the members of the jury. The jury were not merely arbiters of taste. They were the gatekeepers. They could enable or extinguish careers, and artists fretted every year over whether their work would be accepted. Entrance to the Salon was entrance to an art career. As critic John Russell neatly summed up, the big painters were the people who made big pictures for the big exhibitions. In 1863, the jury's rejection of an unusually high number of works, over 3,000, including a testily worded rejection of Manet's Le Déjeuner sur l'herbe, or Luncheon on the Grass, On the Grounds of Immorality, prompted an outcry from sections of the artistic community. Emperor Napoleon III stepped in to adjudicate, and, after viewing the rejected works, decreed that the public be allowed to decide for themselves. And so the Salon des Refusés, the Salon of the Refused, was mounted, much to the delight of the public. Attendance figures for the disreputable Salon des Refusés exhibition were much higher that year, than those for the conservative Salon. Artists campaigned for another Salon des Refusés in 1867 and 1872, but they were unsuccessful. And so in 1873, Monet, Renoir, Pissarro and Sicily decided to go it alone. They set up an association with the aim of organising independent exhibitions. The first exhibition was held at a studio that the photographer Nadar had just moved out of featured the work of around 30 artists, including Monet, Renoir, Cezanne, Degas, Pissarro, Sisley, and Morisot. Manet, however, refused to be a part of it. In the years between 1874 and 1886, there were eight Impressionist exhibitions, all featuring a revolving cast of artists. Various members came and went, participating some years but not others. Initially, the public showed little interest in the works, except to ridicule, and buyers were scarce.